anyone who knows me knows that I've done a lot of pretty big deals in my life. I've started a company, well, several companies, one that was operating globally, helped build a satellite, played at nationals and worlds in ultimate Frisbee, ran all these marathons and things like that. Obviously, the environment and leadership in the area of the environment is my biggest passion right now. It's something I think it's arguably the issue of our times, the COVID virus or the COVID-19 disease coming from the virus is, in my view, an envi- a consequence of our profligate, what we're doing with the environment. It's re- the environment is not doing it. It has no volition of its own. It's reacting to us. And our behavior is coming from our beliefs. And we're not changing our beliefs. We feel like what I do doesn't matter. Or government should change. Or corporations should change. This is my big passion. And it's I mean, if people don't get this, that I, the not flying is a joy. And this is the big thing that's not getting out there. Not just not flying. But the avoiding packaged food and eating close to nature and in clo- and buying foods from near me. Okay, people just do not get this. And they keep asking, but Josh, what's it really about? And I'm like, how much more beauty do you need to see in the world that we're covering over with trash and garbage? How much, how can people, they just will not believe that you can replace flying with more adventure, more culture, more cuisine, more joy, more control over your career and things like that. And they keep saying, but what, But Josh, what, what's it really about? What's really going on? And the more that I talk about, it's this weird thing. I feel like sometimes when I talk about myself, people feel like they're missing something or I'm talking too much about me. And sometimes when I don't talk about myself, they say, but we want to know the real you. You might have noticed that the my podcast name has changed to The Joshua Spodek Show. And that resulted from something that I've been thinking about for a while. And that's what I'm going to talk about here. Today, this episode, if I've titled it rightly, it's uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, part one, rock and roll. So why rock and roll? Why sex, drug, uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll? Because there's a lot of stuff in my personal life that I haven't shared because I found it not necessary. And I figured everybody kind of lives the same sort of thing. But a couple things. One, several volunteers have worked with me, with me over the years, and they always tell me, put yourself more out there. And with a couple that I worked with in 2019, we talked a lot about switching the show over from uh, Leadership in the Environment to the Joshua Spodek show to make it more personal, that I didn't think this, but they persuaded me to see that it would be more, that people wanted to know more, not just about principles and what I'm doing, but something more about me. All right, that kind of set the seed a while ago. We talked about it, and that would be something you know, on the marketing side. Then something that happened recently, I watched... Springsteen on Broadway. So I happened to be staying at my mom's house outside the city for the um, for to practice social dis- distancing because of the virus. There's a TV here and there's Netflix here, so I could watch things that I don't watch at home because I don't have those. And I could not. I was just overwhelmed with how open and raw what Bruce Springsteen, how he spoke about himself, what he shared. I realized that that was. I, I just loved what I saw. It was an inspiration. I thought maybe there is something to sharing more deeply about yourself. Uh, And coincidentally, I'm now in the middle of watching a documentary on John Coltrane, who I also just the way that people who knew him described him coming out of the music and hearing the music after describing him. So I highly recommend watching Springsteen on Broadway. I highly recommend watching the uh, John Coltrane documentary. I don't know the name of it, and this got me thinking about sharing more openly of who I am. Oh, there's another big thing is that for a long time, 
I was getting a fair amount of money from NYU and a fair amount of corporate stuff. So all of this stuff is gone. All the in-person public speaking, corporate speaking education is that money is not coming in. So I have less to lose. And that's opening up to share. Oh, and let me say, share one other thing. That there's a lot of stuff in my life. All right, I've talked about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And today's going to be about rock and roll. It's going to be about Springsteen and how he influenced me just now. So the sex and drug stuff, I talked a year or two ago. I sat down with my mom and said, you know, mom, over the years, since the past, I don't know, 10, 20, no, a good 20 years, you've commented on how I seem to be coming alive, that I seem to speak more openly and more uh, the public speaking and all my relationships. She's commented that I've, I've, I keep maturing and she keeps liking what she sees. And I've always attributed this to her as putting into practice what I learned in business school for my leadership classes. It did come from that, but I sat her down and said, there's a couple other things that I didn't mention. And these are the sex and drugs parts that I, have on, I, often, I also have not shared here. Partly, I mean, the drug stuff is illegal. The sex stuff, a lot of people misattribute and misunderstand in ways. And so, but then the more I listen to people who get, who share themselves, podcasters, musicians, and stars, they openly share about this stuff. And I guess it's really important to share. It certainly is important to me that if you think that, if you read leadership step by step and do the exercises, I believe you'll become, you'll learn the skills, experiences, and beliefs of, a, of, a, of an effective leader where it comes from is only partly, it's actually a lot changed from what I learned in business school. That's why I did it because I've seen no resources out there like it. And if you think that only comes from business school, I apologize. It comes from a lot more. That's what's going to be in the sex and drugs part. Those will be episodes to come. So this is a shift that I'm making partly because of influence from watching the Springsteen thing, partly from preparation from years ago, talking to my mom, opening up and saying, how do you feel about your son sharing these things? And she said, fine. Uh, the John Coltrane thing, recognizing that it's I'm I'm holding back in ways that no one else is, or rather, people in my peer group or the peer group that I believe that I will emerge into, of you know top level podcasters, top level entertainers, top level performers of various sorts, they're more open about this stuff. I've dabbled in it with having my uh, Brad P, who is uh, a dating coach guru, who employed me as the number one coach in the number one market for the number one guru in teaching men dating and attraction skills. You heard it in my episode with Marnie Kinris, who is a wing girl. She is also in that world. And you might've picked it up from my spending a week or two in uh, two weeks with Neil Strauss and Jordan Harbinger in North Korea. So the more that I've shared it, the more people are like, oh, that's interesting. So I'm going to share a lot more. So there's gonna be a lot more sex and drugs coming up soon. So the rock and roll part. I did a, pot, a blog post a couple of weeks ago, a week or two ago, and I'm going to read from it. And I'm also going to copy this into the text. Growing up in Philadelphia in the 70s meant Bruce Springsteen was a part of my life. I will always remember a fan in a promotional radio B-clip role. Uh, that's like the sound background when they were saying like, this is WMMR or WISP. I forget which one it was. And it was one of the classic rock stations. And they have this fan going, he's the best. He's Bruce. He's the boss. And I always remember as Bruce is like being just on another level from most others. One of the earliest albums that I bought, actually one of the first CDs that I bought, was Greetings from Asbury Park, New Jersey. I loved it. I played it over and over. And my high school girlfriend's older brother, he saw every show of Springsteen's that he could. So as a kid, I loved the Beatles. They were probably my favorite. But over the years, I've come to appreciate, appreciate Bruce a lot more. I always felt like he was always 
a couple years older than me. So by the time I like born to run, he was on to the next thing. By the time I liked the next thing, he was on to the next thing. So I was always like catching up with him because he's older than I am. I just don't know anyone else who does anything like him. So raw, so open, so honest, and yet able to fill stadiums for, for weeks on end. When he plays Giant Stadium, it sells out over in, in minutes and no one else can fill the stage at all, uh, fill the stadium at all. And he fills it up as long as he does it. It'll be filled. Not in music anyway. I mean, Muhammad Ali, I think, would be that if Woody Allen kept making movies at the Annie Hall level. Or I think of Fellini. I think of Malcolm X. These are people who just did things in ways that no one had conceived of before. I'm sure there are others who did the same, but they didn't speak to me as personally. So like Billie Holiday, I think, is like that. She just, what came out of her, I don't know. It's just, it's touching to say the least. So I didn't know about Springsteen on Broadway being on TV. I watched it and I just could not believe what I saw. It was how touching it was, how personal it was, and how meaningful a rock star could make a Broadway show. He spoke and he sang so personally that the performance defied what I could imagine anyone expecting. I certainly did not expect what I saw. Maybe if I'd read his biography or his memoir that I think it mostly comes from, but I haven't. There's a New York Times review entitled Springsteen on Broadway Reveals the Artist, Real and Intense. I think they described it really well, so I won't try. The link is going to be in the text, so go check out the New York Times review. I think it does it pretty well. Wikipedia summarized the, the critical reactions that the show got. The New York Times said, quote, as portraits of artists go, there may never have been anything as real and beautiful on Broadway. Rolling Stone noted, quote, it is one of the most compelling and profound shows by a rock musician in recent memory. The Guardian observed, quote, there's a fragility and a new light cast on the songs and his relationship with Scalfa, as if he stands in her emotional shadow. Variety reported the show, quote, is as much a self-made monument to its master's vision and hurricane force ambitions as it is to his life and career, and it bears the mark of a self-made man who will write his own history. Apparently it won a special Tony Award for Springsteen on Broadway. So Springsteen gets a Tony, what else? So in Springsteen's own words, I'm going to read at length something that he said. I wanted to do some shows that were as personal and as intimate as possible. I chose Broadway for this project because it has the beautiful old theaters which seem like the right settings for what I have in mind. In fact, with one or two exceptions, the 960 seats of the Walter Kerr Theater is probably the smallest venue I've played in the last 40 years. My show is just me, the guitar, the piano, and the words and music. Some of the show is spoken, some of it is sung. It loosely follows the arc of my life and my work. All of it together is in pursuit of my constant goal to provide an entertaining evening and to communicate something of value. So that was Bruce speaking. That's leading up to me, what I'm about to say here, my inspiration. Why the title, The Joshua Spodek Show? I'm writing, so reading now from what I wrote, I'm writing in the throes of inspiration to stop holding back important parts of my life. People keep asking me more about me, what motivates me so much to, to what they see as extreme, but seems totally normal to me. Not flying seems, it, it seems advantageous to me. It seems like a joy to me. Enjoying nature the love and the beauty of nature and what we can get from it that we are neglecting is so great. It's unbelievable to me that we are not doing everything we can to bring more nature into our lives in every form, in clean air, clean water, clean land, healthy, delicious food, our relationships with each other. Anyway, 
my checks, my paychecks from NYU in the corporate world, they kept me from sharing about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. But meanwhile, the more that I shared in drips and drabs, as I mentioned earlier, the more people appreciated what I shared. So sharing parts of my life, when I work with coaching clients, it would lead them to learn more and grow more and to seek more rebirth and growth for themselves. So most coaching clients, they come to me and they're corporate or they're switching jobs or they've just graduated and they want to go faster. They want to be more confident in what they do. They have various goals. Invariably, with all of my coaching clients, after sometimes it's right away, sometimes it's after a month or two, I share with them about the sex part, about the picking up girls part, men and women. Invariably, well, actually, sometimes there's first a part of them like, oh, I'm not sure if I want to really go into that part of life. But you know, leadership is about opening up emotionally and acting on your emotions and being more aware. And when you become more aware of some emotions, you be, tend to become aware of yet more emotions, love and passion and deep, personal, intimate relationships. That's a big part of it. So I start sharing about that. And then invariably they say, let's, let's make a little bit more of that. Let's get more into that. So it's not just attraction of like getting laid. It's also better relationships. By better, I mean more intimate relationships, more trusting with husbands, with wives, with girlfriends, with boyfriends, with children, with uh, kids and with bosses. Sharing intimate parts of my life led to more coaching clients and it led to more coaching clients seeking more rebirth and more growth. I haven't considered these hidden parts. I haven't considered them meaningful since I thought everyone lived their versions and I thought I would mostly sharing something that was everybody had. But I loved hearing Bruce share his stories on Broadway. And I realized I loved hearing him share himself his whole life. Meanwhile, the virus decimated my speaking and workshop business because you know that was all in person or most of it was in person, despite it revealing the world's catastrophic lack of environmental leadership. We need leadership the most and I can't deliver on that in person. Meanwhile, NYU's culture of academic, theoretical, compliance-based education increasingly clashed with my active experiential project-based way of teaching, they give lip service to it, but they don't practice it. And too many times sitting down with a dean or someone looking at my syllabus and saying, where's the theory? Why aren't you having them write more papers? Meanwhile, people who lead and run companies and start and take initiative, it's rarely for writing great papers. Meanwhile, they still write a fair amount in my courses because there's so much reflection. It's just not an academic, theoretical, analytical. It's, it's, it's expressing the reflections that they get Anyway, that's, I'm getting off, off topic. So I thought, what have I got to lose? Restoring nature requires change on the scale that Bruce did. That is, he, I mean, he changed the world in many ways. That's the way it looked to me. So can I do it? I don't know, but not by holding back. Holding back is not helping me achieve these things. Last year, as I mentioned above, a couple of volunteers helped me with my podcast and they persuaded me to change the podcast name to The Joshua Spodek Show. I held back because I considered the overlapping topics of leadership in the environment, the foreground, and myself, the background. Well, I'm changing that a bit. Maybe I'm making a mistake. We'll see. For that matter, I sat down years ago, as I mentioned above, but here it's in, my, in the post. I sat down to tell my mom, also my sister, and others close to me about my partying, the girls, and how influential those things were in making me. Nobody had a problem. But I still held back. I mean, you can see little drips and drabs that I let out, but that was it. So Springsteen on Broadway, seeing that program, led me to say, fuck it, and share myself. I'll follow the advice of people who believed in me and the mission that swept me up and changed the podcast name. This is something I'm doing to scuttle my ships, like Cortez did with the Aztecs, that he, he sank the ships, so they had to fight, and there was no going back. 
And so I, I closed with, I hope I don't fuck up. Wish me luck. So the next couple episodes, I'm probably not going to, I'll go back to leadership in the environment type stuff. But soon enough, I think I'll talk, I'm trying to decide whether I'll talk about girls first and how my relationships with women changed dramatically in 2007 and ever since. I'll probably talk a lot about before that. And then that'll open up the door to talk a lot more about all the women and all the stuff about myself. To, but it's, it's about beauty and it's about seduction and it's about leadership. But it's going to sound like it's a lot about sex and, and partying and getting laid and things like that. And then drug stuff is going to be about first time going out clubbing and the experiences that I had with experiencing the world in new ways and finding out new parts about myself and the world that I never had access to but were a big part of making me who I am. I'm going to close with the audio from a scene in the movie Risky Business. I think it was the first big movie that made Tom Cruise a star. I think it speaks for itself, so I'll just close with that. And soon you'll get to hear me talking about some other important stuff in my life. Maybe I'm making a mistake. I hope you'll let me know. No guts, good sir. Yeah. You know, only when it came right down to it, I just wasn't attracted to it. Should never stop you. It seemed too big. It could have worked out. I figured I would have gotten into trouble somehow. Yeah, sometimes you gotta say, what the fuck? Make your move. That's easy for you to say. I mean, you're all set. You're probably going to Harvard. Me, I don't want to make a mistake. Jeopardize my future. Joel, you want to know something? What? Every now and then, say what the fuck. What the fuck gives you freedom? Freedom brings opportunity. Opportunity makes your future. So your folks are going out of town. Tomorrow. Got the place all to yourself? Yeah. What the fuck? If you can't say it, you can't do it.